Hello and welcome to CS Talks, India's first and leading podcast on cybersecurity. Join us as we begin our third episode of this fantastic series of discussion with our digital forensics expert Dr. Gaurav Gupta. Dr. Gupta, you mentioned an interesting technique in the previous episode, gate analysis. Use of AI in cybersecurity and so on. What you rightly said is that there aren't many low-hanging fruits out there. And whereas out here in digital forensics, there are so many real-life real use cases that are changing from time to time. I, I mean, this gate analysis is a really great example of you know, narrowing down the suspects when there is uh, not only just low resolution. Now, in the current uh, scenario where uh, in the times of pandemic, where everyone is wearing a mask by default, and right. they could just, you know, get away or at least try to get away with their crimes because they are their face is not going to be identified in the camera, even if they look at it directly and so on. This is an amazing use case. And uh, yeah, but, I mean, there might, I can perceive that uh, there are, endless possibilities of you know yes endless use cases out there it's a, it seems to be a really really vast field out there yes so if you see if you see now i think the next big change we are looking at is internet of things you know your right. iot is going to the you know going to change the way we live right uh, the first major change happened when the broadband came into our lives so or the smartphones came i think next big would be iot and wearables so I'm sure, you know, iPhone 13 or iPhone 14 would not be a single device. It would be a wearable device. You know, it will have multiple parts and we could probably wear it. Yes. We and with the advent of 5G and, you know, uh, vehicle to everything, V2X and all these protocols coming up where everything yes. is going to be in so, so you know, uh, tightly interconnected that the lateral movement of crime from, you know, using uh, information from various sources, like, I mean, it could be phones connected to GPS devices, connected to banking accounts, connected to, uh, you know, whatnot, basically. I mean, everything is going to be so interconnected now. <laughs> so it's... Yeah, so you can see, see, we will be in a scenario where we'll have two extremes. We will have people, you know, some set of people, one, one whole generation of people... Uh, you know, out of sync with modern day devices, like, uh, like the previous generation were founding it, very, finding it very difficult to deal with smartphones. Probably the generation, which is right now will find it very difficult when 5G and IOT will be, you know, swamping our day to day life. So we will be in a scenario where we are surrounded by IOT device, starting from fridge to my car, to the AC, to the phone, to the smartwatch, which I'm wearing and probably the smart cookwares. And what not. So while these things are becoming smart and will be interconnected, one basic problem which is going to be there is these devices will be small. That means they have low computing, less computing and very less storage space. So evidences will be overwritten quickly. So that means time taken to react to extract evidence and find out evidence to in an admissible manner will be very, very less. So what I see is there will be more scope for fraudsters to do fraud and there will be more challenge for digital forensic scientists to act in an admissible manner and in a quick manner so that they can preserve artifacts. So this is a very, very lucrative area for next generation of researchers and uh, developers to develop efficient and effective solutions. And that could be a you know uh, very big 
game changer somebody can probably be become billionaire if they can develop right set of solutions for digital forensic investigations of iot devices and upcoming wearable devices i see this i look at it as a you know big opportunity which is uh, which is there absolutely uh, with uh, virtually limitless possibilities uh, that are being now uh, you know that will be created because of this uh, immensely interconnected digital world uh, a newer version of it which we are being assured into uh, it i hear you uh, i mean we are seeing a, not only a lot of career options but business opportunities as well where uh, this war between uh, the digital forensics and the criminals is going to the next level and uh, it, it can be it will definitely open up a lot of uh, opportunities for people who really want to uh, uh, you know do good yeah. i see opportunities from on the both side of the law <laughs> yes, people absolutely. who are taking up yeah so both side of the law so it depends uh, you know if you want so there are enough opportunities on the right side of the law also because other side of the law people are already doing it right they they are not, uh, i i think they are organically moving into <laughs> uh, naturally moving into the next step and uh, leveraging all the technology automatically to you know be a step ahead of uh, the, the uh, also we have seen during the pandemic you know the cyber crime has increased mostly because people have you know at times uh, uh, you know uh, employment issues then there are right kind of employment issues and but only you know it only takes a laptop and an internet connection to start uh, you know some kind of uh, uh, you know fraudulent business or some kind of fake websites or you know all these phishing scams you know the, the investment is very low so people tend to i'm sure people will always be tempted to take up on the wrong side of the law to carry out frauds thinking that you know they will not be caught law is not strong enough investigators don't know much so that is their presumption although law and investigator and judiciary has become very very active and uh, is you know updated but still people may presume that it is not the case and hence they are tempted to take up frauds we still require a lot of people to join security and digital forensics side because it offers lot of opportunity it offers great opportunity to help country in the right way and that will grow further this is a great uh, insight because this offers uh, you know uh, statistical information or, or an extrapolation of how uh, or a projection of how what this uh, psychological economical and social reasons that will result into higher numbers of crimes probably because of uh, uh, the reasons that you have cited uh, i mean low investment of uh, hardware and easy access to network and as well as more number of people getting access to digital technology digital technology almost, almost uh, you know we have uh, almost same number of smartphones or telecom connection today as the number of population we have you know number of people we have in india Yes, so, I think uh, India is one of the uh, countries where there is a great, wow, largest amount of uh, uh, you know penetration, penetration of, of technology and yes. telecom services. Absolutely, so that makes a lot of sense. Now uh, we talked about uh, you know uh, 
when we when you said that with with the you know as we are moving into this iot age and the 5g age we talked about uh, response time being you know really uh, needs to be fast where the digital forensics experts need to uh, you know quickly turn around and gather data and evidence as fast as they can and so on so uh, this also brings me to are there like you know roles and responsibilities within uh, the digital for forensics field where in there are certain people who collect evidence and then there are other analysts and then there are people yes. who interact so there is a digital forensic investigation life cycle so what okay. happens is digital forensics is divided into two parts one is on the law enforcement side one is on forensic side so what happens is the very first person who sees a crime may not be a law enforcement person it's like within an organization if some somebody detects a fraud is going on or something is being compromised or some ransomware attack has taken place that person will be known as first responder so okay. there is some so the first role is of first responder is like fire right when there is a fire you have a building fire plan and you have what to do and what not to do that kind of thing is evolving slowly in digital forensics also most of the companies are carrying out cyber security drills or finding out their you know preparedness or for cyber security but i see i foresee that soon we will have something known as digital forensic readiness digital forensic readiness means how ready your organization or your enterprise or you as a personal person for any scenario where something has gone wrong a cyber security incident has taken place and how are you preserving evidences which can be investigated by law enforcement agencies so a digital forensic readiness service i foresee to emerge soon in the country or worldwide and there will be roles like you know chief digital forensic officer like ciso we have right now or cio we have yeah so that yeah. is one part second part is if a law enforcement agency know something is going wrong and they want to go and carry out search and seizure for the investigation purpose okay. so there is a very elaborate search and seizure plan there is a very elaborate science or documentation or sops how to carry out search and seizures so they they go with their plan as i told that you know they have to have their video recorders or uh, cameras ready because whenever they go and do search and seizure they have to do chain of custody they have to do documentation they have to ensure that everything goes well and because they have to explain each and every action which they are going to carry out so they have to document everything at the crime scene they have to take photographs and videos they have to label everything they have to collect all the artifacts both which are which are available and some of them they have to look for which are disguised as i told you you know criminals are very smart these days right yeah they they you know they disguise devices so i will give you example for example if i am a criminal if i have to carry out something which is let's say money laundering case or i am having some secret information which i have to hide or some tax evasion information which i'm hiding so what i'll do is i will have a computer which is open in which i take out the connections and attach one more hard drive and from this hard drive i carry out all my illegal activities once my activities are done i disconnect this hard drive reconnect the original hard drive of the computer and then hide this hard drive somewhere right since i have to carry out this information every now and then it will be there somewhere at the crime scene but will not be easily available i may hide my pen drives so this hard drive might be there inside the back cover of the sofa it this hard drive might be there in the false ceiling of the uh, 
you know uh, roof there might be a pen drive which has been hidden in the stone of the fish tank so and so on you know criminals hide most of their you know sources of uh, you know evidences which can be used against them so search and seizure team has to first go find out whatever is available document them label them and take them into their custody in a safe and secure manner like phone has to be put in a faraday bag and they have to remove it from the crime scene once yeah. they have done so they need to now look for hidden evidences the ones which has been disguised or ah, which has been okay. stored secretly because if they are able to get those those are having higher probability of having evidences because that is the reason precise reason they have been hidden exactly right so i have recently seen uh, uh, you know few years back when i was in united states i saw that they have trained dogs to sniff out the storage medias all wow. these storage okay. medias have a particular chemical you know whenever you are making a hard drive or a pen uh-huh. drive those chips those black chips which are there on to those circuit boards they have a material which is the short form i remember which is ttpo there is some chemical okay. name ttpo so what they have done is they have trained the dog by reward mechanism that if you sniff the ttpo right we will give you reward else not so over a period of time they can train a dog to detect and sniff out storage media now what they are doing is they are conducting search and seizure with normal police people they identify everything label document and make chain of custody and take away all those devices and then once the, everything has been removed from the crime scene they bring the dog there now the duty of the dog is to now look for hidden things because he can smell ttpo so you can point to the one particular corner behind the switchboard there is a pen drive there will be he will sniff out that something is there in the fish tank he will sniff out that on the sofa back cover if you dig there is something so he will go there and you know sniff out where things are there and then law enforcement agencies can extract those devices and these devices become your priority devices for investigation because they have been hidden precisely for a reason because they contain crucial evidence so is the search and seizure team part of the law enforcement agency yes as part of it once they do the search and seizure they label everything document everything and send it for forensic investigation with their questions to the digital forensic scientist at the labs where they have okay. sophisticated tools and they have you know specialized hardwares and they have an environment where they can investigate now all these devices reach there they see everything is uh, from the chain of custody point of view and then they use those specialized hardware specialized software tools and the special training which has been given to them to extract the information which is relevant for a case for example in case of a money laundering case they will find out all the files which contain transactions excel files which has been renamed as jpeg files all the trails of money bank account credit cards and such information will be digged out from those storage media which has been given to forensic scientists for investigation so depending on the case profile or the case history and the questions asked by the law enforcement agencies forensic scientists use these tools technologies and you know specialized hardware and environment to extract information make sense of this information pass this information and then provide this consolidated past identified information to law enforcement agencies on which they can now make the further case they can run their queries they can further ask questions back to forensic scientists to recover more data 
to make more sense and this process is an iterative process and it keeps on going and most of the time if you get the right set of devices which you have seized digital forensics gives you successfully the answers to the questions which law enforcement agencies ask although there are certain challenges let's say we can't break encryption after a point so if data exactly. is completely encrypted that's a challenge new mobile devices which are coming like iphone latest iphones it takes time to develop solutions to break the develop the solutions for extracting data from iphone by the time it is launched so it takes few months before you can actually investigate it and that is a precise reason you might see that criminals prefer to use latest tacks latest gadgets because they know it will be difficult for law enforcement agencies at times to investigate the latest gadget do you also find that uh, the criminals i mean are uh, have they been leveraging cloud and uh, you know uh, uploading data somewhere or is it more of a physical storage that they prefer or how or like uh, it's both actually see criminals try to leverage see we have so vast number of people on earth which are using technology and there are variety of people who are using technology so novice criminals they don't prefer to use cloud whereas some professional criminals who knows that you know somebody may come and investigate them so what they do is they use dumb terminals dumb computers <clears throat> which does not have any storage media storage yeah and they put everything on cloud or a private cloud which is difficult to locate difficult to investigate so that kind of trend is there however researchers are working on solutions which can be used to investigate cloud you know law enforcement agencies are asking cloud service providers to have slas which support forensic investigations right so there are steps which are being taken in that direction so this will be like a cat and mouse race right criminals will always <laughs> yes, try absolutely. to use latest technology and law enforcement will follow to catch up great that is a great amount of information and it's so exciting this uh, to learn about this whole different uh, field altogether uh, we have been talking uh, uh, you know there there are uh, when we when we come uh, come to the part of you know uh, one way of co- combating a sheep or what i want to say is that uh, uh, let me try and rephrase what i'm going to say first uh, we have been talking about a lot of post mortem and a reactive uh, you know way of, of fighting criminals and so on but uh, i'm sure there are ways of spreading awareness and uh, you know so that uh, citizens are made more proactive and they have more preemptive methods of combating these uh, uh, criminals or at least uh, right. like uh, we say prevention is better than cure and right. uh, so uh, yeah, so you know so awareness you know if i have to say something on this so i will say you know it is survival of the awareness is the mantra today right if you know about how a criminal is going to do fraud against you high chances are there that you will be saved you will be safeguarded so so awareness to grassroots level awareness to all technology user about how criminals are carrying out fraud is the most important aspect and we must do it so you know i am i'm talk you know in this regard actually i am working on a book and the uh, the book title is cyber unsafe 
where i'm talking about almost 62 such frauds which can happen and it will be available uh, on amazon in the second week or third week of september in this book i am talking about how various computer frauds and cyber crimes are being carried out and what can be done in a non technical way by the simple users by the technology users by the common users of the technology so that they can make it very very difficult for criminals to carry out fraud against them this can be used as one of the way to spread awareness people can know about the modus operandi of the crime criminals they can find out what simple changes they can do in their habits while they are using digital technology while they are interacting with digital technology so that crimes cannot happen against them or it becomes very very difficult for cyber criminal to exploit technology users so cyber unsafe is an attempt from my side where i'm documenting relate through relatable stories the incidents which have taken place or which i anticipate will take place in future and i'm providing very very simple remedies very very simple non technical solutions which users can adopt in their day to day life to safeguard against computer frauds and cyber crimes that is marvelous because uh, i think books have a better uh, are a medium that can reach a lot many uh, people and uh, like you mentioned that we are people of uh, we are beings of habit and uh, habits as you uh, you know connecting this to what you said earlier habits emotions all these lead to pat- patterns that uh, criminals uh, you know exploit every now and then and uh, simple changes simple effective uh, changes that you know everyone not, not just tech savvy people but non tech savvy people and all our family members and relatives and friends can employ uh, would really provide a more proactive uh, you know m- uh, method of combating uh, you know these uh, criminals so this is really great news and we are looking forward to uh, your book release uh, very eagerly uh, dr gaurav gupta uh, this discussion has been so so informative so educational for not just me and to you know it's going to be this this is something that our podcast listeners also will resonate with uh, thank you so much for the time that you have spent with us explaining so many intricacies nuances details and uh, you know walking us through the process of digital forensics its importance uh, the key people uh, the roles that are uh, you know that people play in the field of digital forensics and uh, i would just say more power to you and your team to fight and uh, hopefully be a step ahead of uh, the criminals in this uh, ongoing and evolving war between you know crime uh, cr- criminals and <laughs> the defenders yeah it's so, our duty to make digital forensic it is our duty to make digital technology useful for the mankind so the idea is if we can make sure that nobody is able to exploit this powerful wonderful digital technology we can reap the benefits which it has to offer to shape the future of the mankind absolutely well said i mean the 
every convenience comes at a cost if we can minimize the cost and its impact to, and you know the damage that it does and so that the positives get highlighted and people really reap the benefits as you rightly said it would be a much more wonderful and positive world to look to thank you dr gaurav gupta thank for, you it was really a pleasure talking to you and same here thank you we would definitely be looking up uh, looking forward to some more discussions with you on further details of digital forensics in our uh, upcoming days thank you thank you bye bye